Hey, to those in our Charlotte community, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week, Ted Williams joins us. Ted chats about his journey to the city, passions for media, and how it all started with becoming an entrepreneur and running one of the most successful local media companies that are out there. Uh, It was a real treat, great conversation, uh, awesome story, uh, real driven uh, human being, and um, really just cool to see uh, the success that uh, the agenda and now Axios um, has has done, uh, not only just as a business standpoint, but what has it has done for the city of Charlotte uh, in general too. So, Ted, thanks again for the time. Really appreciate it, and hope everybody enjoys. See you next time. Take care. appreciate it. This is an interview I've been wanting to do for, as you know, a long time. Um, so appreciate you taking the time to... Great to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. A little chit-chat. It's fun. Podcast chit-chat. Fun. Um, so lots going on. How are you How are you feeling? How are you doing right now? I'm feeling good right now, although we're teaching my two-year-old how to potty train, and we're doing potty training. Today was our first day. She's 0 for 4, <laughs> so I've been fielding calls from my wife. I cannot believe my wife didn't do it on a weekend and decided to do it today, but I'm thankful for that. Um, so we're 0 for 4 if we're using the, using the toilet right now. Other than that, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Love it. Uh, so I want to know more about um, kind of just your, your journey to the city. Um, so what was that like? You grew up in Florida. So what was the whole transition up to Charlotte? I grew up in Florida, um, went to school at Washington and Lee in Virginia, moved to DC after that, and uh, would, would carpool uh, with this girl who I thought was cute, and um, we'd carpool to work every day, and then I remember I asked her like a, it was one of those cheesy like, are you flirting or not magazine <laughs> quizzes, so she gives me shit for that. <laughs> Um, and then she was talking to me at a party like three inches in front of my face. Um, uh, so long story short, <laughs> long story shortened, uh, girlfriend, wife now is going to move here. Got um, I've got two older brothers. My oldest brother lives here. Um, at the same time, I knew, um, a lot about like the advertising technology media world and Charlotte, uh, was not a big hub for that. And so I was um, actually remember uh, having dinner with my brother at Outback Steakhouse. I was actually down here visiting. It was the East Boulevard Outback Steakhouse. And I was like, you know, Drew, I really like this girl, but I've got this opportunity in Boston. You know, what are your thoughts? And he's like, don't worry about job stuff. You can always find job stuff. Um, And so, you know, moved down here. Geez, I was probably in 2010. And so I have been here ever since. that's my, that's kind of my move down here. Love it. Uh, Boston, I didn't know that. So d- did you have like another city before that that you thought you would move to or live in or? No, I always, um, uh, I, I actually did. I actually, in college, I interviewed for a job at uh, Google. So it was like a rotational program at Google. I made it to the final interview stuff and I would have definitely taken it. Uh-huh. Um, 
And I'll never forget, like we had three interviews that day. Um, oh, no, no, no. First of all, I'm in a subset. They're like groups of 30 students. And my day, there was like 150 students. And so we're in a room and they were trying to make everyone not nervous or something. And so we went around the room and said our favorite uh, movie. And there were three people that said like Terminator 2 or something like that. I always thought that was weird. I was like, this is kind of odd. Uh, and I said the notebook because it made me cry and nobody laughed. And so I was like, oh shit. And then the final interview of the day, I was tired and had taken a uh, intermediate accounting test the, the, the previous day before I flew out there. And one of the questions midway through the interview is like, what's, if you come to work for Google, what's the one thing you wouldn't want to do here? And, <laughs> and I said, I just wouldn't want to do anything with like numbers or data or anything <laughs> like that. And I remember right after I said it, there was a senior HR person who was clearly helping out the more junior HR person. And she didn't open up her notebook, I think, the whole time. And when I said that, she opened up her notebook and wrote something down. So <laughs> I missed that job opportunity. I got rejected after making it to the final round or whatnot. Um, but, um, you know, had knew a bunch of people in the Northeast, you know, working in media, advertising, tech world. Mm -hmm. West Coast, I didn't really know anybody. But I was, uh, my skill sets were a little more applicable to those two, those, those two spots. Yeah. Was that, where was that Google job? Uh, at their San Francisco okay. headquarters. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so you went to Washington Lee University? Right? Washington Lee, yeah. yeah. Uh, played golf. Was that something that you thought would be a profession? Or no. Just... Um, played golf because I enjoyed it. I mean, Washington Lee was great because it was small. So it allowed me to, um, you know, I wrote for the student paper there. I did like the back page column. I played on the golf team. Um, I was part of the student uh, uh, honor council there, and so it was it was great. Mm -hmm. And then the transition from um, college after the Google job, I got frustrated, just went on Craigslist and found a job in DC that I interviewed for, and was lucky enough. There's this abundant, it was a lot of ex Washington Post people who um, had started a health publisher. And so we did what WebMD did. I think we were the third largest health publisher. And I was like the young person on a smart person team. So there's about 75 people and they were, you know, growing. And so anytime you are growing, you run like you run out of people to do important jobs. And so I got to really see a lot of how a digital media company worked. Um, and I, and I, I, it was really lucky to go from applying from a job from on uh, Craigslist to actually getting that, <laughs> that job and being in the right spot around right. really smart people. Mm -hmm. um, so that was great. Awesome. So you kind of had like a media start there. Yes, before. for sure. Definitely. Um, and then Charlotte, uh, you were at Charlotte Observer, you started Charlotte 5. Um, was it that point that you had a mindset of starting your own company one day or was that just like cool little project, let me see what can happen with it. No, I, I always wanted to, wanted to uh, start something. I started something in DC that was kind of a trip advisor for, for internships. Okay. And uh, it sucked. I slowly <laughs> failed over the course of about 13 months. And then I remember people give you like a lot of lessons from failure, like mm -hmm. I'm not a huge believer in that. I think you just learn how to suck and you can suck in a lot of different ways. 
And I think some of my, my meta lessons, though, were like, you know, if, if you're going to figure out something works, like you want to, you really want to shorten that time frame from when you like have an idea to like, is this feasible or not? And I think I was naive the first time in terms of like, I, I probably knew it was a shitty idea at like month six, but then mm -hmm. I kind of wasted the next, let's call it eight months pursuing that. Um, and then my other thing that I learned was that when I f first moved down here to make money, uh, I, went back, I went back to Craigslist again, I think, and had, um, had a, uh, a gig where I would go to the East Bull Boulevard, excuse me, the South Boulevard, I guess the South meets East right there, Fuel Pizza, and I would go into, get into the back of a Fuel Pizza van <laughs> with flyers and go, they drop us off in a neighborhood and I would uh, listen to music um, and put door hangers for pizza coupons in different neighborhoods. Um, and I thought that was great. And so like, you know, I think, I think what I learned is like, you know, there's, there's always people willing to employ hardworking, smart people. Um, and that the, the perceived risk of failure is really just a social thing. Mm. And like outside of your family and your close friends, like no one really cares about you. Um, and that was a very liberating yeah. uh, idea and concept to me um, that I think has allowed me to try different things and live differently. Um, and I would not have known that if it was just from an academic sense rather than a hands-on sense of, you know, mm. um, yeah. I'm glad you missed that because I wanted to ask, like, is there like any um, any regret that you had within your whole kind of career of where you are now with things that you've started, or do you don't really you don't regrets isn't a, a word in your no. vocabulary. It's just like you learn something and you figure out what's right and what's wrong. I think had I not had the experiences that I had, I wouldn't be able to. Uh, do the things that I'm capable of, of doing now. And so um, to answer your question directly, no, I don't regret anything. In fact, I was, I was fortunate to have worked on, the, uh, worked on that health publishing site. I worked at Boone Oakley Ad Agency here. Mm -hmm. I worked at um, you know, doing digital, digital projects, some digital media buying. I worked at LendingTree um, on the content team and then on the display advertising team and then uh, couldn't get media out of my system and like ended up at the Charlotte Observer. And so I had a rare skill set by the age of 29. I had a pretty shitty resume, but like a rare skill set of seeing media from a national publisher, uh, uh, an ad agency, a huge media buyer, uh, and a local newspaper. And so those experiences informed my thinking around Charlotte agenda, and I would not have been able to do the things that I uh, uh, that we set out to do without knowing all those things. Gotcha. So that's how the idea of like honing in on a local market kind of started. I thought well, I was at the Observer, and I was frustrated there because I feel like 
I would give these presentations on strategy and direction, and everyone locally was great, but the um, the national ownership group, they weren't. No, nothing was going to really change, and mm. so. Um, I started Charlotte 5 when I was there, and I'd wake up every morning at 5 a.m., go to that Dunkin' Donuts on uh, uh, whatever it is, King's, and then I would work on Charlotte 5 from you know 5.15 in the morning with my large Dunkin' coffee um, until <laughs> 8.45. We had like our morning manager's meeting or whatnot. Yeah. And um, was able to just produce stuff and use a... Um, a good looking site and like a kind of experiment there. And so I give my, my boss, uh, Ann uh, Calkins there, I give Ann like a lot of credit for allowing me to do that there. Um, and then I, I felt like it was gonna be like a cute millennial project and not inform the larger organization and um, thought about leaving then. Yeah, so did, did you, did you think it would get to where it is now? Like when you saw the early success of the agenda and then now with Axios and 25 different markets, like did you think it would get to that point or you just thought it would be a really cool thing just for this city and then maybe one day you can try it somewhere else? Did not think it would get to that point, nor was that my goal really. Okay. You know, my goal was um, can I, go to work every day, work with people that I really like on a project that I'm excited about um, and make enough money to, so that my family can live the life that, that um, we want to live. Mm -hmm. And so it was much more of a, uh, much less of like a startup bet yeah. and more a, um, I thought there was a high percent chance of like a moderate outcome. And so I thought there was an 80% chance that Katie Levins and I could have a two-person newsletter where we'd mo both make just as much money as we previous made, previously made, but it would be fun as hell. Mm. Um, and so uh, I, I think that, that I, was, I was older and smarter and going into it uh, not with a, this like startup-y mindset, but more along the lines of like, you know, can I work with great people, get excited every day. Yeah and make enough money. That's awesome, love it. What was your biggest hot take, do you think? Oh man, I did JJ Red Hots should uh, introduce burgers. I thought that was a pretty decent hot take. I did a headline, uh, a infamous headline now of, I have no evidence, but I think Starbucks is going out of business because I used to, but I did have evidence, I guess. <laughs> I used to work at East Boulevard Starbucks and there was no one in line at like 7.30, so I took a picture. So I did have evidence, so I don't... That's I don't, why you worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I don't take away some of that. Um, I did an in defense of bankers wearing uh, blue Brooks Brothers shirts that really lit the internet on fire. Um, those are some of the things that, 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 that come to mind quickly. Um, God damn, I just snorted on a podcast. Yeah, I think anytime you, anytime you produce the content that a lot of people look at in a tight geography over yeah. the course of, you know, eight years, you know, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have some people that think back of certain things. Oh yeah, um, do you see yourself as a different leader now 
compared to um, when this all started? And what defines your success as, uh, as a leader? Different leader. Um, I think I'm smarter now. I don't know that I'm any different. I think I've, uh, you know, I think I'm, I, maybe I'm a little less soft than I used to be, but I think that just comes with time. Like I'm more experienced in different uh, situations, so I feel like I can be more, more kind of clinical now than I used to be. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I've never actually really thought about my leadership style. But in general, like, I'm still the same person. I get excited over stuff. I love smart people. I don't have a lot of patience for um, people who either aren't excited or don't want to be there or just can't hang. And um, uh, I really enjoy working on things that I think are worthy or that, that I think are worthy of, you know, time and uh, talent. Like, I think those are... Yeah. Those are things that kind of drive me. But no, I, I think, unfortunately or fortunately, I'm still the same person I was. <laughs> I mean, shit, even since I was in like sixth grade. Yeah. Like, I really don't think I've changed too much as a human. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I've gotten smarter, more experiences oh, yeah, along the way. But no, I'm the exact same person. Uh, is there a proud moment in your life that stands out to you that's kind of shaped you to who you are today? I mean, I think about I think about team. Like you know, you want the 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 people that you work with to have great outcomes for their life, and so I I think through that um, a lot, and I'm really proud of that. And I think that comes from some like deep rooted area of just like that really excites me. Like seeing you know somebody um, continue to grow, whether it's like starting their own business. Um, progressing in their job, um, landing a big deal, breaking a big scoop, like, mm. uh, that's fun and it's energizing to me. And like that, that reward is more internal than it is external because, I mean, people thank you and stuff, but like, you know, you kind of know it and that feeling is such a fucking good feeling of yeah. like, you know, you feel like you've accomplished something, the people around you were doing well, um, it's a uh, it's an exhilarating feeling. Um, so I think about people that I work with uh, a lot. Gotcha, love it. Um, how would you? Well, well, hold on. What was your second part of that question? Uh, is there a proud moment that shaped you to who you are today? Not really. No. I mean, I always like I'm a big consistency guy, and so like uh, I think I'm most proud of like you know, consistently being a good person, putting out a consistent project, being a good spouse, being a good dad, and doing it over and over again for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that, I think there's some quotes, like you wanna play long-term games with uh, long-term thinking people, and um, uh, I've really connected with that and found that to like mean a lot in life. Like. You know, like, how are the relationship with your wife, with your children, right. with the people that you work with? I think that is, um, those are all long-term things. And yeah. so then, like, the business success will ebb and flow, and it's, um, yeah. Uh, how would you summarize this chapter of your life with uh, 
Axios and Agenda um, as that kind of comes to an end at this point? You know, I, I, uh, I view the, you know, there's something interesting about transitioning the brand from Charlotte Agenda to Axios. There's also, like, the most interesting thing is it was liberating in my mind. And so I kind of, I kind of viewed it in a way of like, I am like a production company or like work on a TV show. And like, it was, it's fun to know the Charlotte Agenda for that, you know, five-ish, uh, five-ish year, or I don't know, maybe it's five and a half, six years. Like, there was, every day was our best day. And like we were hot, whether you you know loved us, hated us, read us every day, like you couldn't ignore us. And so, like that, um, you know, I'm proud of. And that chapter was like we influenced culture here for sure, and it was defining to the no city. Doubt. And uh, it was really fun. There was probably a couple years where like. It felt like I was in flow there. It, it, like the feeling was like I was playing a video game of like, th this stuff is really fun mm -hmm. and really interesting, um, and so I'm proud of that. And then I view the next the next chapter is like the Axios chapter, which is about scale and um, you know that uh, that's also been fun of like seeing ideas and people that are used to working at a small business now in a larger business, um, that's, been, uh, that's been fun. And it's interesting to compare those two different things. Like the fun of starting something like is so exhilarating that uh, I like that better. And, and I, if you would ask me before, I would have said I, scale would have been cooler. Mm. And so I do feel like I have uh, some of my, I've learned like what I personally enjoy and like get a rise out of. Um, and it's a little less of the traditional uh, scale and money, and 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 you know, and and you know, maybe I'm able to say that from a position of like having scaled stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like I've learned a lot about the things I've the things I've enjoyed, and it has helped free my mind to think about it not as like your baby, but instead as like. That's this is, this is a great run, mm -hmm. and there can be other good runs and things like that. Love it. Was there like a challenging part of that journey? That well, I think. That, I mean, I think the most challenging part is like you know when you sell a company, like people buy your 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 company for their plans, not for your plans. Mm -hmm. You know that, and then like as time goes on, like you're used to having your hands on the wheel. Um, you're now working amongst a 500 person team who's got multiple goals, objectives, things like that. And so, you know, I think I'm, um, I think I'm mediocre at that. Like I think I'm, in terms of building consensus and my skill set, like scaling, I don't know that I'm really good at that. Um, or I know that I'm, there's other people much better at me than, than that. And so uh, I've learned, I've learned that. And that's always a challenge of like, you know, how do you do more of what you're good at and, mm. and less of what you're not of what you're not good at. Yeah. So can we get an idea of what's next? Is it little league coach full time? Is it something in media? Is it something completely different? Yeah. Or are you just kind of you know gonna enjoy the the process? Um, I go back to that original thinking of like even more so today than previously. I want to work with people that I think are really smart, 
mm-hmm. on uh, a business opportunity, a problem that matters to me, uh, and to make a, a, a decent amount of money doing it. Like those are the things that um, that I really think about. And so, you know, for me and my skill set, like I'm, I I love media and I'm good at it. Um, there's lots of different sides of media other than like just sending a newsletter to a local city. Right. And so I'm trying to spend a little more time exploring other portions of it. But like I can't get media out of my system. I've been into it since I was in sixth grade mm-hmm. and like I, I like it and I feel like I'm good at it and it's, it's important to me. So I, I do feel like I will start another media company one day. I'm in no specific rush. But I guess I'm always in a rush to do different things. And, mm-hmm. and I found that th- the things that outside of media, I always kind of want to turn them into a media company. And I'm like, oh, shit, I should just, <laughs> you should just start a media company. Yeah. Um, and that I don't, uh, even if things can make money, I, I'm not like, that as a motivator um, isn't there anymore. And like having, you know, having sold a business and media loves covering media, so it's so public. But like those things are fleeting, and so like I definitely. Um, so I guess what I've learned from that is like having having those experiences, like the thrill of that, is uh, nowhere near the thrill of like having a good newsletter that's going out to six hundred people, mm. where I know it's like electric. Right. So I feel like I'm kind of a programmer, media person. Um, and anything I, if I don't do that, I'll just be like fighting my natural instincts to go do that. Yeah. So I will do that in some way. Um, and I, it, my, my children are in a unique age where, you know, it's pretty, I feel pretty lucky and fortunate to be able to spend a lot of time, time with them. Um, but I love working on projects and uh, I love working too. Cool. I love it. Um, well, I'll use this for um, just a personal reason as well, just to thank you for, um, I'm very happy that these past two years I was able to like work more closely with you and just to kind of see like the leader that you are. Uh, But you gave me the mindset that I can fucking do what I wanna do and what I'm passionate about. allowed me to network with people here, um, grew my passion even more. Uh, but just the, the idea and the confidence in myself that I can actually do the damn thing is like a big deal for me. Um, and a lot of that is because of you. And um, thank you very much. Because uh, that's, um, yeah. Thank you. Super thank you. For that. Appreciate it.